0: e <sweak> e Another epic episode of the Hyper Anomalous Esoteric Research Organization Podcast, a.k.a. Hero Paranormal. And my name is Ryan, the Anomalous Ambassador of the Airwaves. I'm broadcasting just south of Area 51 at the base at La Madre Mountain. And I have a very important message today. Before we get to that, let's get over the grifty stuff. If you haven't had a chance to hop on over to happinessmedical.com, please do. There is a product there, Spice Natural Bronze, that my wife invented, took all the way to production, made it happen. It's an amazing moisturizing cream that also adds tint. So that tan that you worked on all summer long while you do your winter investigations doesn't have to go anywhere. It is the first all organic natural bronzer to actually infuse and hydrate and moisturize your skin through a technological process using aloe and coconut oils and other organic ingredients it's the best of the best so anyway it helps support the podcast and helps uh me so you know why not grift it up and um Yeah, hop on over there. If you want a special discounted price and free shipping, actually message me directly at pazlumi at gmail.com. That's pazlumi at gmail.com, and I'll hook you up with a special direct price and free shipping. Moving on, if you haven't gone over to heroparanormal.com, please do for the price of a cup of coffee a month. You can access all the content there. There's a ton of it. If you're not on there, you're missing out. Anyway, um, that is what it is. And uh, let's get to this. I just cannot hold off any longer. So I've been researching a bunch of associated data. As you guys know, I have a couple of toddlers and I'm always on guard when it comes to, you know, their development. And there's been a very interesting rabbit hole that I have found myself slipping down not even wanting to, looking at the National Library of Medicine, the National Center for Biotechnology, a bunch of information that is publicly available online, um, and um, libraries as well. Anyway, you know, my toddlers are important to me. Shocker. So are everybody's. And we all want kids to grow up the best they can. Let me give you an abstract idea of what I'm talking about. That is fluoride you know, we're all told every time I go to the dentist, I'm offered the fluoride. I always say no. It saves me like 15 bucks is all. No big deal. It comes out of the, you know, total. Not a big deal. They look at me kind of cockeyed and they know I'm a conspiracy theorist right out of the gate. And I told them, you know, when they say, well, why, why, why don't you want it? I explained, well, my research has shown that it's no good. And it's only been proven to do anything at all for boys, I believe, seven years old and younger. And after that, it does nothing. It does nothing for girls ever. That's what I thought before. But, you know, I've kind of armed myself because uh, the kids have started going to the dentist, of course, their mom is picking up toothpaste at the store, and I sound like a crazy person having these conversations with her in the toothpaste aisle. So I wanted to back up my argument. And holy cow, have I ever, ever backed up my argument. So, let's get to it. If you look at the archives of toxicology... And these, this is the archives of toxicology, the toxicity of fluoride, a critical evaluation of the evidence for human developmental neurotoxicity. Now, this is a big word, neurotoxicity. That means it has something to do with your neurology. A big deal, right? They do this through animal experience, experiments, checking, uh, you know, how this affects animals. Now, animals. This is horrible in and of itself. But just imagine what it's doing to people. And let me get to the supplementary materials here. Um, Okay, studies have suggested that fluoride is a human developmental neurotoxicant. Back to that neurotoxicity. What does that mean? That means it reduces measures of intelligence in children placing it into the same category as toxic metals. And we're talking about arsenic, methylmercury, lead, and polychlorinated biphenyls. Now, if you want to know the dangers of polychlorinated items, there was the wild event where the train derailed in Palestine, uh, the middle of America there. Um, And, you know, we had polyvinyl chloride that was what was spilled out of that train. Now keep in mind what took place; that was a national disaster area, and this is kind of evidence. Um, you know that happened in the in the in the heart of America. A train derails; it had polyvinyl chloride on it. This stuff leaked into the ground. The um, water the earth what did they do they blew the whole area up they lit it up because they did not want this you know it looked like a mushroom cloud they didn't want this stuff or they wanted less human exposure than they that but anyway they still got human exposure i don't think it was handled correctly it doesn't matter i'm no expert on how to handle polyvinyl chloride spills but that was a good idea of how these, um, you know, situations can go when you have toxic issues and you have chemicals that really shouldn't even exist. But, you know, that Ohio train derailment near Palestine, Ohio, which occurred on February 3rd, 2023, is a great example of why you don't want some of these polychlorinated toxic materials anywhere near you okay so this assessment having to do with fluoride would be highly relevant considering the widespread fluoridation of drinking water you've always heard the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist at the end of the cul-de-sac last house on the left that's me and, um, they, they, you know, they're talking crazy about don't drink the water. Guess what? They're right. If you can get a reverse osmosis system or anything to remove that fluoride, do it a sap. I mean, stat, because this assessment is extremely relevant. The fluoridation of drinking water worldwide is a problem. The use of fluoride in oral hygiene products is an additional Problem because these products, such as toothpaste, and try just try going down the toothpaste aisle at your grocery store and tell me how many options you find that don't have fluoride in them. They're all, I mean, for the you might find one or two percent of the items don't have fluoride in them, and you need to really look because it's toxic. Anyway, getting back to this so you have it in the drinking water, right? The worldwide use of fluoride in oral hygiene products, such as toothpaste. They've also added it into many mouthwashes now. If you, you know, no offense, go for the one with alcohol in it. Get the one with alcohol. My personal opinion, of course. But wait till you hear all this. Um, wait until you hear all of this information before you make a decision. So... The results from animal experiments, particularly focusing on developmental toxicity, that's kids, toddlers, the ones I'm talking about, and remember that their dentist is saying, hey, do you want fluoride? Let's do it. And I'm the crazy parent in the corner with his tinfoil hat saying, no, thank you. Anyway, the molecular mechanisms by which fluoride can cause adverse effects are mysterious. In vitro studies investigating fluoride in neuronal cells and precursor stem cells were analyzed, and 23 studies published since 2012 were considered. Keep that in mind. The results show that the margin of exposure, which is known as MOE, between no observed adverse effects and no AELs, which is basically adverse effects, in animal studies and the current adequate intake of fluoride, which they've figured is um, the human range, right, between uh, what you would get using these products. Anyway, depending on the specific animal experiments, they found some low birth weights, maternal intelligence and exposure to neurotoxic chemicals had actual effects in these experiments. And we're talking about in vitro. This is in the womb before the kids even come out. You know, this is before the kid has developed completely. So we have sodium fluoride adding to developmental neurotoxicity. And since the 1940s, keep in mind, fluoride has been added to drinking water in most countries to reduce dental cavities. You know, growing up as a kid, I was always taught, oh, you're lucky, you know, they clean your water, they even put a little fluoride in there so you don't get cavities. They're doing this for your benefit, so your teeth are stronger. Well, I'm not so sure about that. This is one of the most frequently controversial discussed topics in the field of public health. Yet, most products in the grocery aisle have fluoride in them when you're in the toothpaste and mouthwash section. Some professionals highly recommend not taking up any fluoride whatsoever, toothpaste, regular drinking water coming out of the tap, mouthwash, any form whatsoever during pregnancy. Let me explain why. Because leading medical journals have now officially assessed fluoride as a human developmental neurotoxicant. That means it has now been placed in the same category as toxic metals like arsenic, an obvious poison, methylmercury, an obvious poison, and lead, an obvious poison. And the one that I mentioned before, those polychlorinated toxicants and biphenols. And get this, some experts claim that human health hazards caused by exposure to fluoride particularly show, and get this, sit down, buckle your safety belt, exposure to fluoride via just the drinking water has a connection to low intelligence. Now, I should note, of course they quote high exposure to fluoride via drinking water, but let's face it. If that's what you've got, that's what you're drinking. And for those who claim that fluoride is all natural, hold the phone. You're not going to find this in rivers or streams or mountain springs. Uh Uh-uh, not even close. No, 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 no. Fluoride is an inorganic anion. And soluble fluorides, sodium fluoride, is almost completely absorbed from the gastrointestinal tract into the blood. This is within 20 to 60 minutes after ingestion. If you look at the tube of fluoride in your bathroom, you'll see a warning label on it to call poison control in case it's ingested. That's not there by accident. It's a mean little bugger of a poison. Fluoride is able to cross biological membranes by diffusion Fluoride has also been reported to be able to cross the placenta and early reports have indicated that supplements of 1.5 milligrams of fluoride per day may increase fetal blood concentrations approximately twofold. Finally, the most absorbed fluoride is excreted by the kidney and only a smaller fraction via the feces. It's a super ugly conversation, I know, but the body really doesn't like this stuff, trust me, and it interacts with proteins, enzymes, and it usually inhibits enzyme activity at concentrations in the millimolar range, meaning very little. At high doses, fluoride has been shown to affect the immune system, possibly permanently. The shocker is how the heck do they legally even put this in any products when there's currently no known essential function for fluoride in any cells or organisms? The stuff is toxic, it's poison. And here's a scary little tidbit. Fluoride is very damaging in the developmental phases. Like toddlers. Well, small children tend to swallow toothpaste, which has been estimated to add a significant portion to the neurotoxicity. Now, if you're wondering what toxicity means, how serious can it get, how acute will it have to be when it comes to humans? Well, the symptoms due to toxicity include respiratory arrest, cardiac depression, vomiting, diarrhea, and salivation. In humans, lethal doses have been reported in the range of 40 to 80 milligrams. What? This knowledge stems from mass poisoning catastrophes. For example, in 1943, 163 prison inmates were accidentally poisoned, resulting in 47 fatalities. In this unfortunate incident, eggs were accidentally prepared with cockroach powder containing sodium fluoride rather than the usual milk powder. For those wondering if fluoride is really a poison, if it wasn't, why in the world would it be in cockroach powder? Keep in mind, cockroaches are among the most difficult animals on the planet to poison. You've really got to hand it to them. And guess what? That's exactly what fluoride is used for in cockroach powder. There's also a pretty creepy uh, thing that they call dental fluorosis, which is a condition that results in white or brown speckles on your teeth. It's caused by overexposure to fluoride in the early years of life, when your permanent teeth are developing. Fluorosis is a cosmetic concern And it looks horrible. And here's the craziest part. The spots and stains left by fluorosis are permanent. They never go away. And they may actually even darken over time. But if you think that's scary, there's something even worse, which is skeletal fluorosis. This is characterized by deficient mineralization of the bone leading to changes in actual bone structure of the human and increase risk of fractures. Skeletal fluorosis is endemic in several countries where the potable water sources naturally contain high fluoride levels and where water consumption is high due to hot climates. Fluoride intakes above 6 to 8 milligrams a day increase the risk of bone fractures. This stuff is not good for you or your bones. And the studies and experiments have shown this. Not just the studies and experiments, but the very real effects which have been examined, noticed, reported on. And skeletal fluorosis is something you don't want. Now, why would these horrible Human conditions be caused by something that we are actually putting in water, putting in dental hygiene products, putting in, you know, mouthwashes. I mean, why? I mean, this is in your swimming pool. If you take a bath, your body is soaking it up. Why is this in the water? Pretty big question. It's got a pretty weird answer. But before I get to that answer, I need to point something that's remarkable out and that is the reproductive toxicity. Yeah, I said it. Reproductive toxicity. That means if this stuff's in your drinking water, it has been reported to be associated with infertility in men. Furthermore, in recent years, a relatively large number of studies have been published as discussed, which report, that high fluoride intake is associated with reduced IQ. So if I were a power elite or super class member of society and I knew this stuff was in the drinking water, wouldn't this level the playing field, so to speak? Wouldn't this put me at a huge advantage if I do not consume this and none of my family consumes this? Yet, Knowledge of the masses consuming this would kind of uh, be a joke because they are not only reducing their fertility rates but also reducing their IQ, therefore, making my ability to reign supreme over them much easier. Hey, just talking like a lizard person here, no pun intended, talking like a superclass power elite. If, in fact, they are aware of this and the studies, which, let's face it, most superclass power elites are quite informed. They're quite knowledgeable. They're quite educated. I would hope that they know about things like this. So you see, these are no longer just subjects of conspiracy. There are very real reports, experiments, demonstrating that the developmental processes are susceptible to fluoride, as are fertility rates. So let's get to that hard answer I told you I would eventually get to, which is why in the world would it be in the water? Why in the world would it be in the dental hygiene products and mouthwash? Why in the world is it even being divvied out to people? In their homes, piped right into your house. Just open up the tap. It's right there for you. Why? Well, this is the difficult question and possibly the most interesting answer ever. Where else are you going to put it? This is stuff that nobody wants. This is stuff that you can't just dump in your landfill. They won't take it. It's too toxic. It's too poisonous. Fluoride is one of those poisons that has received much attention due to its harmful effects on the environment and human and animal health. In many countries around the world, high levels of fluoride poison are the result of discharges of sewage polluted with fluoride. Most of that disgusting wastewater is usually produced by industry. Superphosphate fertilizers, the production of glass and ceramic production processes with aluminum and zinc smelters, steel production, uranium enrichment plants, coal-fired power plants, beryllium extraction plants, oil refineries, photovoltaic solar industries, the production of high-tech silicone-based semiconductors, and municipal waste incineration plants through HF emissions, caused by the incineration of fluorinated plastics, fluorinated textiles, sludge basically. And fluorine is also used in electroplating, like your jewelry. In addition, it is used as a melting point depressant in metallurgical furnaces in the smelting process. Water from mines can be a significant source of fluoride. I mean, this stuff is trash. It's garbage. And speaking of trash, environmental pollutants are recognized as one of the major concerns for public health. We're talking about, you know, reasons people die. And environmental pollutants are responsible for various forms of neurological disorders. These are problems that have to do with you know, our brains and our neurological system. Some of the common sources of environmental pollutants related to neurotoxic manifestations are industrial waste, much like fluoride. But there's more. It's not the only thing we have to worry about. We have pesticides, which are in just about all the foods you can get your hands on anymore. Automobile exhaust, which is just about everywhere you go. Laboratory waste, which is one of the silent killers because you'd never know where it is and how much. And the burning of terrestrial waste, which is one of the nastiest things, and something our cruise ships do. Those people who are all about taking cruises and cruise ships, be aware they're some of the nastiest little, you know, floating prisons around, and they take a lot of their waste and incinerate it often out at sea what's even scarier and more disgusting about these large barges is that in some cases they actually dump waste and i'm talking about the nastiest waste you can think of yeah they dump it into the ocean and if you're not grossed out enough about cruise ships yet keep this in mind when you go to the bathroom on a cruise ship that water goes into a onboard water treatment plant, which they then reroute into your drinking water. Yeah, pretty nasty. Among the various environmental pollutants, particulate matter, ultra-fine particulate matter, nanoparticles, and lipophilic vaporized toxicants like acrolein easily cross into the blood-brain barrier. That means... They harm us. They activate innate immune responses. And our neurons encounter neurotoxicity. Evidence from studies have correlated the environmental pollutants with neuroinflammation, oxidative stress, endoplasmic reticulum stress, mitochondrial dysfunction, myelin sheath disruption, and alterations in the blood-brain barrier. This leads to cognitive dysfunction and poor quality of life, and sometimes death. Environmental pollutants are also considerably to blame, causing developmental neurotoxicity, reduced IQ levels, And a lot of people have argued until now about the exact mechanism of pollutant-induced neurotoxicity. But studies have now shown that interference of pollutants bring these things on and modulation of neurotransmission, which means your neurotransmitters are damaged. In current reviews, various sources of pollutants and exposure to the human population have made it obvious that developmental neurotoxicity and molecular mechanisms of different pollutants are involved in the pathogenesis of different biochemical neurological disorders. This is stuff we have to live with in our environments and people wonder why people are moving to the clean country living outside of these urban cities where this stuff is most common. We literally live in these cancer-infested cesspools, close proximity to one another, high population levels, and more possibility of this neurotoxicity. So how do you know? How do you know if you are getting some neurotoxicity in your life? Well, these are the symptoms. Get ready for this. This is crazy. Headache. Tiredness. confusion. Loss of attention, loss of short-term memory, lack of motor coordination, strange disturbance of gait, nausea. I mean, these are symptoms and quite painful. You can even get fibromyalgia, migraine, and other more harsh combinations of all those symptoms. Maybe living in cities is a really bad idea. I don't know. I mean, it seems like this is where the most neurotoxicity lies is in high population centers, areas with dense populations, or places of a lot of industry. But there is some light at the end of the tunnel. As many of you know, I recently came back from Central America, Costa Rica to be exact, and it is considered a blue zone. So, what are blue zones? Blue zones are areas, geographical locations, with lower rates of chronic disease and longer life expectancy. Of course, things like fasting, diet, and exercise are factors associated with blue zones, but Costa Rica is one of these blue zones. And there's quite a few. If you look at the blue zones worldwide, there are, well, to be honest, there's really only five. And one of them is in the United States. So, what are the best blue zones? Well, it seems like the one in the United States is Loma Linda, California. In Japan, they have one. That's Okinawa in the southernmost part area of japan mostly representing uh, islands and then italy has one in sardinia and of course costa rica specifically the nicoya peninsula now nicoya has the lowest rate of middle-aged mortality in the world this is the best blue zone there is that means that most people reach age 92 or 93 without heart disease, diabetes, certain types of cancers, dementia, or obesity. They live a long time, and they stay sharp until the very end. They don't have any of these neurotoxicity problems. Diet has a lot to do with it, and you got to look at what they eat there. They eat natural organic corn tortillas, They make their own corn tortillas. And corn is loaded with vitamins and fiber. And in Nicoya, they soak the corn to break it down. This releases niacin, also known as vitamin B3. And it prevents cognitive decline and battles neurotoxicity. Now, Greece also has a blue zone in Ikaria. And coming back to the United States, believe it or not, our blue zone in Loma Linda is an area where Christianity is practiced quite relevantly. Specifically, most people who live there are Seventh-day Adventists. And as part of their Christianity, they typically shun the consumption of meat, alcohol, and caffeine. So... There's the trick. Is there anything geographical that has something to do with it being a blue zone? Well, sure. Other than the nice climate and their diet, this is a place where people seem to move naturally. They do a lot of walks. They don't necessarily lift weights or do CrossFit or run marathons or join gyms. Instead... They live in environments that are constantly nudging them to move without thinking about it. You know, let's walk down to the uh, store. Let's have a little garden in the backyard. Let's uh, go outside and do a little yard work. It's not the hardcore exercise, it's the medium core, but always relevant and always persistent exercise. And all of these blue zones are places where the climates are nice and people have very pure lifestyles. In fact, in Costa Rica, there's a saying. If you've been there, you probably know it. It's pura vida, which means pure life. That's what it's all about. Knowing your sense in the world, being true to yourself, and adding to your life expectancy by doing so. Basically, living a clean life. Living longer, finding your purpose, having faith, that's a part of it, sleeping more, filling your life with love, moving naturally on a daily basis, and eating plants. Shocker. As if we all kind of already knew these things, but it's that simple. Maybe the key to longevity is that simple, just living a good life. These people aren't chasing the almighty dollar in Silicon Valley, no. They're not on Wall Street looking for the next big thing, no. It's simplicity. That is the key. And it reminds me of that quote, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. This was a quote by Leonardo da Vinci and one I tend to believe is a good one to base your life on. And like everything, it seems that if you stick with a few simple steps, you can have a pretty darn healthy life. You can do things, even if you can't pull a geographic move, you can do things like limit sugary drinks, you know, eat more seeds and nuts. And a lot of people avoid nuts because they are worried they're high in fat. However, it's a different kind of fat. And it seems like seeds and nuts are not only... The good fats that you need packed with all kinds of vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber, and incredibly nutritious. But they actually help you lose weight. And believe it or not, the um, uh, security specialist at Space Wolf Research, uh, he does this. He eats mainly nuts. And he not only has never really had any medical problems whatsoever... But he's just an overall healthy guy, even though he's not a young buck. And one observational thing I've noticed about healthy lifestyles, including that of Alan, um, is that the guy I'm talking about, he, he avoids uh, all kinds of ultra processed foods. You know, and that's another thing that has to do with, you know, don't eat frozen meals or fast food unless you absolutely have to. Don't eat out of the microwave, and this is possibly you know the the most beneficial thing in my life. <laughs> Coffee, yeah. Don't don't be scared of it. It seems like as long as you're not drinking over three to four cups a day, it is actually good for you if you avoid those sugar additives. Um, a lot of people have mastered you know, lifestyle changes, and it seems interesting, you know, just drink water, do the average amount of exercise, walking seems to be super good for your back. Um, If you eat meat, don't leave it extra long on the barbecue and and get it burnt, avoid that. And uh, don't get hooked on your devices, you know, they are devices, And sometimes the the light exposure, especially the type of digitized light, the type of light that iPads, laptops, and cellular devices of all sorts that emit frequencies, they actually contain wavelengths that disrupt the production of the sleep hormone melatonin. And, you know... These are all things we learned in kindergarten. you know, eat your vegetables, eat plenty of fruits, and keep moving. Just keep moving. That's the kicker uh, it's if if you if you keep moving an object in motion stays in motion. and the secrets of long life and becoming a member of an elite group that knows how important being true to oneself is, is how the superclass and power elite discover special powers within themselves. They gather all kinds of success and amazing opportunities, putting themselves in a place of acceptance. And they take times out of their day. Quiet times. Times of, well... Being by themselves, being true to themselves. It's not just secret society members that become rich and help make the world a better place. No. There's plenty of people who follow the light, have love and kindness in their lives and extreme health and wealth. And they do so breaking free from many of the toxicities that we have discussed they also break free of geographical limits. They don't necessarily have to live in the same place as other people live. They seem to understand with the quiet mindfulness, taking 15, 30, maybe even an hour a day to meditate, that they deserve happiness and abundance. They control their life in a way that is likened to the incredible Illuminati. They have access to other elite members and other highly successful and influential people. So how do they do this? Well, every human has what's called an inner light, a divine spark, something that is true within them. Helps them make decisions. But if you have a pineal gland, which is completely calcified due to many of the neurotoxins we've discussed and you have no time in your day for any spiritual belief, no time to seek the light, no time to understand your inner compass and listen to that small, still voice, then you will not evolve at the same pace or advance at the same rate as many of the superclass and power elite. So, since we're all part of the same clan so to speak and human beings have different genetic lines it seems that some progress at rates of speed quicker at a higher consciousness with the harmony of their truth than others and it seems as if sure secret societies offer an amazing gateway to knowledge offering all kinds of insights rituals and uh Of course, the ability to be with other people who share the same common vibration. But you can empower yourself. You have a ton of untapped potential within yourself. I think the first step is keeping the device, your body, the vessel, clean, right? Clean it up. Clean it up. Get all the trash out of it. All the neurotoxins that, for lack of a better word, the dark path, Illuminati or the dark path power elite and superclass, no, are out there and don't care. They they actually are putting these things out there for a reason. They lower fertility, they lower IQ, they level the playing field so they don't have to work as hard. Now, as far as the light workers who are in fact out there, in my opinion, they do what they can to get this message across to others, much like I'm doing right now. It's nothing that will help them, but they see that there is an eternal circle to the universe. These things seem to be cyclical, whether we're talking about divine paths, um, the actual human experience, and making better lives for one another. This pays off in droves long term if you are okay to book an appointment with yourself. Keep a little time out of your day for yourself. And as this, as one person, a friend of mine I talked to, he said, I don't have time, you know, to meditate. I don't have time to, uh, to stretch and to be still and quiet and listen to my own thoughts. I don't have time for trying to connect with um, whatever this divine consciousness is. This supreme creator of the universe may actually just want to spend time with you, is what I said. And maybe there are messages and important things that you are unaware of because you're grinding yourself so hard. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe it's worth it. What's the worst that could happen, right? Just take a breather, lay down in a quiet room, preferably dark, a lot of people need guided meditation. I don't need it. I just need quiet and still, you know, it sure, guided meditation works. Works like a charm. And uh, there's, there's quite a few that work very, very well. The uh, twin flames, twin hearts is super good. That's one I use. But oftentimes, I just need a little bit of quiet time. Just keep the background noise out. Wherever that may be, it can be different for everyone. But yeah, just a little just a little quiet time, 15 minutes is all it takes for me in a quiet dark space. And guess what? The incredible messages that come doesn't matter where they come from. It could be the universal consciousness. It could be my own self-guidance, my own still small voice, or it could be something more life-changing. It could be actual connection with a supreme divine creator or consciousness, which uh, just wants to spend a little time with me. Now, I am not a meditation guy, like I said, but I've done this because others have tried to watch over me and protect me and help me practice self-improvement. And you know what they say, pass it on, man, pass it on. And so I don't know what it is. Breathwork is a big part of it, though. Breathe and concentrate on your breathing. And it seems as if you can change your life for the better with these simple steps. Eating clean, drinking clean water, staying out of toxic environments, staying out of toxic relationships. And this is not a self-help podcast. But I think that that which we don't see is as important as that which we do see and the unseen may have equal, if not greater, impacts on health than any could possibly assume. If you've heard the story uh, behind Jordan Peterson's wife, Tammy, and um, her issues with cancer, so severe she could no longer walk up and down the stairs. Long story short, she has her own podcast. She recalls, um, basically in her opinion, by meditating, by praying, and her journey into spiritualism, she was cured. Now, let's not get too, you know, spiritual here, but uh, I I like to quote biblical stuff because this is a book that's like a codex, right? The Bible is like one of those mighty codexes, much like many of the books in the esoteric mystery schools. And Psalms 1 and Psalms 119 call people to meditate. In fact, Psalm 1 explains that when believers meditate On the word, they will be blessed with flourishing just like a tree flourishes if it is planted by a continuous running water nourished by a constant source of life. So that is like that flow of nourishment, right? And let's just uh, get into the question of why people live so long when you read the Bible. Oh my gosh, in the early history anyway of mankind, all the way, you know, basically after King Solomon, it's been the same. So what was the big change? Well, let's, let's look at some of the dates and how long people lived. Maybe it's because when it was harder, sure, it was harder, but there were less people and they had more time, less busy lives, more time to connect maybe with themselves, maybe just meditate, or had a little bit of time to reconnect with the divine supreme creator of the universe. And, I mean, Adam, you know, lives to be 930 years old. His son, Seth, 912 Seth's son 910 Methuselah the oldest 969 <coughs> Excuse me Noah 950 years not too shabby of course after the flood Noah's son Shem lives 600 years his son 438 years Shelah 433 years Peleg 239 years Terah the father of Abraham 148 years Then the age of the patriarchs, right? We have Abraham at 175 years, Isaac 180, Jacob 147. See how it's going down and down and down. Then after the 400-year bondage in Egypt, Moses 120 years, Joshua 110 years. And then we get to the period of the kings. David died at 70, Solomon at 80. And I guess we've pretty much been the same that 70 to 80 years For the following 3,000 years until now, so something changed. The vitality, the length of time people lived changed. Something changed. It seems as if the further back we go, the more time people had to be still, meditate, think about the universe, their place in it, be true to themselves, and listen to that still, small voice. There's all sorts of meditation. It doesn't matter what kind you do. But it seems as if people had less and less time to do it as our lives became not only busier and busier, but I would argue easier and easier. Life is so easy now that when we have a moment, even if it's just going to the bathroom, what do we do? We usually pull out our cell phones, check TikTok, check Instagram, check Facebook, and just, uh, you know, kind of go mindless, just blur out and... Unfortunately, these electronic devices are taking the time, taking the space that was historically precious. I'm not saying just going to the bathroom, but that's an example. I mean, that's even just a, you know, a little while when we still pull out the device and usually check emails, check text messages, check social media platforms, check Twitter. X, I mean. And that's another thing. X, you know, the mark of the beast, maybe. Maybe just maybe these devices are in fact the thing that we are trading not only our longev our longevity for, but our precious time with the divine consciousness. We're trading that for time scrolling. You know, just 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 mindlessly scrolling, not connecting with anything except, you know, other scrollers. Where historically. And the further back you go, it seems like it happened more and more. People would take time out of their day to just think. Look at Plato, Socrates. I mean, these great philosophers had time to just think. And they created some of the most amazing systems which our republics are based on today. They are quite literally the architects of future human history. And they did so just by taking time to think. And sure, they talked with one another, but I guarantee you they most likely thought a lot more, scrolled a lot less on their devices because they didn't have them. So maybe taking time to meditate is far more important to our health than many people will admit. Add that to the other things we covered. Stay away from the fluoride. Stay away from the neurotoxins. Stay away from the unhealthy. And who knows? What could possibly transpire? And hey, speaking of which, if this hasn't transpired, head on over to heroparanormal.com for the price of a cup of coffee a month. You can access all the content behind the paywall. There's a ton of it. If you're not looking back there, you're missing out. Also, head on over to happinessmedical.com. We have a new product that helps support the podcast. It's known as Spice Natural Bronze. It is an all-organic moisturizer that technologically has infused organic compounds like aloe vera and coconut oil as well as other organic ingredients into a moisturizing, all-organic, hydrating compound that keeps that color that so many like. And there's a couple of shades. There's uh, Laguna, which is one color, and Newport, which is another. Both look fantastic. You can't go wrong keep your skin healthy, and don't lose that uh, good-looking color that you gathered throughout the summer and fall. Now it's winter. I know not as many of us go out as much. So yeah, it's a good way to keep your skin healthy, keep you healthy, and it supports the podcast, There's My Shameless Grift. Um, If you want to get a special deal on that, okay, so check it out. It's it's at happinessmedical.com. Look at the product, see if it's something for you. If you want a special discount, email me directly at pazlumi at gmail.com. That's P-A-Z-L-U-M-I at gmail.com. I will give you a special discount. I will also give you free shipping, and I will personally put it in the mail to you. There it is. It helps support the podcast, so, you know, I got to do it. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Until next time, keep your eyes to the skies. Feet on the ground, and don't forget to take a look around. sensibly, but the congregation gets more and more enthusiastic. Amen. Yes, Lord. And then it works out the preacher so that by the time he's through, have turned into not only poetry, but reality.